Dateline, December 16th, 2013. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 279. And Grant, I've got to say, that's another classic opening to the segment by you, mate, a classic one. Oh, mate, based on a bit of a legacy system, but it still keeps working. Okay, do you want to fry the historian or shall I? Oh, I'm going to let you do that because I'll probably get in too much trouble if I do. Well, you know, Grant, yes, yes, the Hornet is an American design, but um, not many of Australia's Hornets were actually built in the US. No, I think only about four of them. Two were built and flown over, two were were built and tested and then disassembled and reassembled back in Australia. And all the rest were built here in Australia. So there you go. And of course, they were built at the government aircraft factory right here in Melbourne. So that means, of course, Grant, that they were delivered very late and well over budget. Yes, well, there is always that bit. But uh, (laughs) mate, I'm sitting here on boeing.com.au's webpage. And uh, yeah, they talk about their products and they include the Super Hornet and the Classic Hornet. Ah, there you go. Yes. And there you go, Grant. And I'll tell you another reason why our Hornets are better than the American ones. Actually, I'll give you two reasons. First, of course, is that they're all right-hand drive, and second, they're all metric. Well, that's pretty good reasons. But also, don't forget, Government Aircraft Factory, mate, along with uh, McDonnell Douglas Management, Government Aircraft Factory managed to reverse infiltrate Boeing and contributed to the demise of the uh, development projects of many of their aircraft. But anyhow, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Australia subversion through uh, <clears throat> buyouts. You're but a, anyhow, you're, a, yes. you're never going to let that one go, mate, are you? No, never. I, I enjoy that too much. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate, let's talk about something completely different this week. Let's talk about an Australian airline in trouble. Oh, not Qantas again. Haven't we done that to death? No, no, it, it, it appears, Grant, that there is actually more than Qantas uh, in trouble at the moment. In fact, regional airline Brindabella Airlines, as we uh, record this in today's news, uh, they have been um, actually grounded. They've been uh, put into receivership. They're going bankrupt. Not good. Yeah, they could be leading Qantas down the garden path. We don't really know. But yes, Brindabella Airlines, uh, based in Canberra, a New South Wales regional airline, uh, they they have ha- had some problems with some of their Jetstream 41s being grounded. Uh, they were behind on doing maintenance by sometimes up to a year on some of the engine ra- uh, maintenance, apparently, if I read some of the articles correctly. And CASA had grounded a few of their aircraft. They managed to get a couple of them back in, in the air. And then CASA turned around and said, actually, it's worse. Ground the lot of you. And with all those aircraft out, um, they just had nothing to do but turn around and say, right, we're bringing in the receivers. And shock horror, the receivers are Cordamentha. A company that many in the Australian um, aviation scene will know because they were the receivers for ANSET. They were indeed, Grant, although I will say Cordamantha did a very, very uh, solid job of trying to get ANSET back in the air and unfortunately uh, that that wasn't able to happen more than for a couple of days. I think they got it flying and then it uh, went down again forever. But it's it's a sad thing that Brenda Bella is going. We don't talk about the regional operators here very often. Most often, of course, I guess, Grant, we talk about Rex or Regional Express. Uh, Brenda Bella, they, they do some vital work out to the more regional regional centres around the New South Wales area. In fact, they even make their way as far north as Brisbane up in Queensland. And uh, it's it's a real shame. The uh, the regional sector here has been screaming out for help for a long time. They've been under a lot of pressure. They've been doing their best to lobby the government, uh, the previous government and the new one, I would assume. And uh, it doesn't look like they're having a lot of luck with that because uh, Brenda Bella is obviously under a lot of financial strain, uh, which is leading to things as uh, you talked about there, Grant, where maintenance is starting to go down the gurgler and it's never, never a good thing. And the CASA obviously was left with... Uh, no alternative but to uh, ground some of their aircraft. 
That's the one, mate. And uh, I find it quite interesting, Cordamentha. It's uh, deja vu all over again because uh, ANSET had similar problems, regulation, maintenance. Uh, the uh, straw that broke the camel's back for ANSET was the grounding of their 767s due to uh, being out of maintenance and not complying with a number of issues. And here we have the same kind of thing happening with Brenda Bella on a much smaller scale with their uh, jet streams and so on. So very, very interesting it's going on. I mean, the reg- the receivers are saying, oh, it's all due to regulation and maintenance and uh, competition, which is rather interesting because a number of uh, Brenda Bella's routes are <clears throat> monopoly subsidized by the New South Wales government. So uh, yeah, very interesting, uh, very uh, tragic, for especially for those with uh, flights booked. Qantas is trying to step in and help out with some good deals. Note, not free flights, but good deals for those who were trying to fly on uh, Brenda Bella and had uh, confirmed bookings with them. So we'll see where this goes. The uh, CEO of Rex is saying that uh, he thinks more originals are likely to fold. We'll see if that comes true. But with a lot of things going on, the uh, mining boom is starting to soften here in Australia. It's been uh, the case for the last year or so. It's been softening, but uh, that's starting to pull some cash out of the economy. Uh, Holden is shutting down and no longer assembling cars here in Australia. So that's going to have flow-ons. There's all sorts of things going on. And now this, um, I think Australia could be just about to feel the bite of the uh, GFC at last. I mean, we managed to avoid it for a few years, but I think we're about to get it. Mm, Yeah, well, uh, it's certainly not good news in in many, many, uh, not only aviation, but as you mentioned, Grant, uh, in the manufacturing industry. Very bad timing, not only for the uh, passengers who might have booked with Brindabella, but they also employ 140 staff. So uh, very bad news and we wish uh, all of those people the very best for Christmas and let's hope that uh, they can get that airline uh, sorted out financially. Maybe uh, some sort of financial backer will come in and uh, sort that out and hopefully those people can keep their jobs. That would be a wonderful thing. Especially this close to Christmas. Absolutely. Now let's move on to uh, some military news. Now uh, in the news uh, this evening on the 6 o'clock news I notice in fact uh, some good news for Australia's Defence Force as the last of Australia's troops are leaving Afghanistan, flying out in a Royal Australian Air Force C-17 and heading home which is fantastic but not all uh, Australian personnel are uh, leaving it seems. Uh, this article here in AustralianAviation.com.au says that the Heron remote piloted vehicles will be staying on around the Afghanistan region and uh, the Air Force will be operating them for quite some time to come. They've been a big success uh, we've interviewed the folks behind the Heron at Avalon a couple of years ago and this year. Major success for the RAF. Uh, it's been a, a big project. They've done a lot of trials in the Woomera area in South Australia and uh, they've rolled a lot of what they've learnt from Afghanistan into the trials and training there and then taking what they've learned from there back to Afghanistan and yeah they're doing such a good job they're being kept over there it, you, you start to wonder hang on maybe I should have done a bad job I could be coming home you know. <laughs> yeah well that's exactly right yeah so that's uh, interesting and uh, the thing I find interesting about the Heron is it's in terms of its engine and power plant it's uh, just a you know a piston pounder it's a Rotax engine I think it's you know no, no high tech uh, turbine engine in those things I find that quite interesting and as you say Grant a very very reliable machine. Yeah well it does its job. It's out there. It's doing intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance. It's giving them eyes beyond the horizon and all those kind of tasks that uh, drones are absolutely perfect for. And it's also not armed. So it's not out there launching weapons or anything. It's just gathering the info and pointing people where they need to go. Another uh, piece of Australian military hardware that in fact is armed and uh, certainly there'll be plenty of them when they come are the uh, MH60 Romeo helicopters and it looks like, Grant, the first one has been officially accepted by the Royal Australian Navy over there in the United States. That's right, mate. People over here going, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Oh, well, that would be because it's at Lockheed Martin's Owego, New York facility, uh, where they were just recently handed over the first two. And yes, I'm sorry if I've totally butchered that name. Yes, and of course, uh, for the Avgeeks 
amongst you these uh, serial numbers N48-001 and 002. Grant, and I've got to say, they look pretty snazzy with the Royal Australian Navy Randalls on there. Yeah, I know. They're pretty They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having these arrive. Uh, it wasn't just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think, that they started groundbreaking on the dedicated uh, hangars and, and facilities for the Romeos at Nowra in New South Wales, the main Navy uh, base where they park a lot of their aircraft when they're not out on the ships. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how this all comes together. We did a great interview with the uh, MH60R crew uh, a couple of Avalons back that's on our video feed. And uh, definitely looking forward to uh, getting these babies in uh, in a real service. I'm sure they're not going to look quite as sexy as the ones in this photo with all the blue lighting. But hey, you know, we'll take them. Absolutely. And of course, uh, the Royal Australian Navy will be taking on 24 of these helicopters. 24, Grant, can you imagine it? The awesome might of our Defence Force. And that means we'll have just as many Romeos helicopters as we do Super Hornets. Yeah, mate, we're going to be huge. Awesome. 24 plus the six C-17s, we're going to add up to about, uh, yeah, don't say it. It could be one, <laughs> one squadron of US Air Force. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Thank you, David. We can hear you saying it and laughing already. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, that's everything we have for you this year, in fact, on the Australia Desk. This is the last segment for 2013. We want to thank all of you for listening this year. And just on a personal note, I'd like to thank uh, those of you who've uh, taken the time to email me this week with all your good wishes for my uh, recent injury with my knee. I really do appreciate that, folks. Grant, I've had quite a few uh, Facebook messages and, and emails. It's been very nice of everybody. So there you go. Another big year down and uh, looking forward to 2014. Yeah, can it only please improve from here on up? Yay. You know, your knee gets better. My shoulder gets better. Our income gets better. It could only be up. Yeah. Well, I take income. I, you know. No, actually, I'd like my knee to work again, but there you go. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking for all of the above, mate. From both of us, uh, we'd like to wish everybody who listens to the show uh, a very uh, safe and prosperous uh, new year and, of course, a very Merry Christmas. And, uh, Grant, I guess we'll talk to everybody next year. Yeah, that's right, mate, because, uh, you know, it's the summer holidays down here, so we're going to be spending our Christmas on the beach. Ho, 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 it's Sandy Christmas. Sounds good to me. Until next year, I'm Steve Bisher. And I'm Grant Sandy Claus McCarran. Merry Christmas, folks.